everyone and welcome to Questions You're Not Asking. My name is Tom French and I'm here with my friend... I totally forgot whether you're going to do it or not. I'm Chris Morphew and welcome to our podcast. Excellent. Uh, we are writing okay. a book about a bunch <laughs> of questions about God and Jesus, the Bible that you are probably not asking, but we want to talk about them anyway. Uh, so we're doing this podcast to help us talk about what we're actually going to write in the book. And if the podcast is enjoyable, then great. And if it's not, well, it's helpful for us. And it can just sit on the big pile of um, unpublished podcasts. But this is the second one, Tom. This is the second one in this series. Yep. So do you know what that makes us? Uh, Podcast veterans. <laughs> yeah, we, we have uh, recorded probably the first episode of six different podcasts, but I don't think we've ever made it to episode two before. No, this is our first ever second episode. This is great. This is whatever else it is, it's progress. Well done, team. Fantastic. Anyway, you were saying there's a topic? Oh, yeah. Our question for today is, if time travel is invented, is going back to Bible times an act of devotion or dangerous stupidity? Well, which is it? I, we, we have to talk for at least 40 minutes to sort this out. I thought this was just going to be a short one. I thought you were just going to tell me. All right, no, that's okay. <laughs> well, I guess the first question, Tom, is, is time travel possible? Yes. So is it? Well, according to my YouTube research, uh, you can travel forward in time, but you can't travel back in Aren't time. Aren't we all doing that? Yeah, we, no, we are, but... But there's like that thing where you go into space at close to the speed of light, and as you do that, you, uh, you, you, your your time goes a lot shorter than like Earth time, so, mm -hmm. uh, so you can travel forward in time that way by just going really, really fast. So just like interstellar rules. Like interstellar rules, yeah. Uh, which yeah. I found out interestingly is like happening to a very small degree, to people on the International Space Station. Like, when they come back from a year in space, they're, like, a quarter of a second younger than the people on Earth. Whoa. So it's, like, a real fountain of youth situation up there. Although I <laughs> suppose there's all the, like, bone damage and whatever from long-term space life, so it's probably not worth <laughs> that quarter second. Yeah, they're probably you at know. a net loss, I suspect. Okay, so I'm interested that you came at this from a science perspective, because I very much didn't. Um, here's why I think time travel is not a thing. Right. Here's why I think this is all hypothetical and you can't go back in time. Time travel might exist, but I don't think it's a human invention, because if it ever in the future becomes a human invention, humans invent something that allows us to travel backwards in time then sooner or later that will become a consumer product because that's going to be the way to make the most money out of it. Mm -hmm. And when it become, once it gets into the hand of consumers and everyone can travel back in time, then we should be seeing people traveling back in time all the time and the world should just be littered with people in like silver jumpsuits and whatever who are visiting, doing like time tourism. <laughs> Yeah. So either it's heavily regulated and the world government or whatever exists in the future, the United Federation of Planets has 
found a way to like effectively regulate time travel and stomp out the black market and there's just no illegal time travel or it's not going to happen yeah i i think it's it's got to be well like you could you can't heavily regulate time travel forever like if you think about how easily things fall apart in our world and that's like you need things to be regulated from the time time travel is vented till the very end of time otherwise otherwise it's going to be all those um what are they you know those those time tourists yeah so i think you're right i think it's it's not happening or they could be doing it and we can't see them i think it's probably like the the time version of yeah, it's like the time version of... Have you heard of the Fermi Paradox? I think that's what it's called. It, that's And it's basically... The Fermi Paradox is the question... The idea that if there are other alien life forms out there, then based on the age of our part of the universe, or like, you know, the age of our planet, um, compared to other planets and other stars and whatever, then if there are lots of different alien species out there then some of them should be way more advanced than us. And so if there are aliens out there, some of them should have come to us by now. We should know about them, so why don't we? Yes. So if there were time travels that way, we should have seen them. Yeah. Um, so I don't reckon it's possible. But maybe, whatever. Who knows? The, the other thing is that time tourists might just be totally uninterested in our time like why would they bother coming here when there's so many more interesting things i mean 2020 is a little bit interesting i guess but but you know how it's like we have this kind of um arrogance that we often we're like we are in the end times we're in the most interesting time but it could just be that the time travel is so difficult and expensive that it's like we're only going to time travel to the most important and interesting things and mm. and 2020 is just not it like who would really want to come back to 2020 anyway so i read this book um years ago where it wasn't that they invented time travel but they invented basically the ability to um look back in time to any time and place so it's not that you could go back there but you could see back there um and so part of what happened, like one of the characters was um, a Christian. And so the big thing was like, oh, do you have the guts to go back and see if Jesus really, you know, was who the Bible says? And um, the book wasn't written by a Christian. So it like it had all this stuff like, well, it turned out Jesus actually had 15 disciples, not 12, you know, <laughs> completely disregarding all of the very obvious reasons why Jesus definitely did pick the specific number 12. But anyway, so he did die and it was like, yeah, it's sort of mostly kind of true. But then the way they hedged on the resurrection was there were so many cameras from all through the future pointing in on that moment that it caused too much like static <laughs> and distortion and no one could see what really happened. Like, wouldn't you assume that the resurrection of Jesus is, um, whether you are a believer or not, one of the most pivotal and important um, moments in history? Yes. The death and resurrection of Jesus. Like so much of like 
global history and culture turns on it. Wouldn't you expect that part of, um, like that era to be so overpopulated with people popping in for a look, if that's ever possible? Mm. All right. Well, so maybe what could be going on is that so time travel in the future is a thing, but it it takes a vast amount of energy to do it, and so and there's there's very small or, or like you've got a mineral that they've found. There's only like there's only enough to send, you know, two people back to like four different points in time. So it's like pim particles. Like pim particles, yeah. So then they sent they sent two people back to the resurrection to see what's happening. And they get there and they find the empty tomb and they're like oh. or they see Jesus walk out of the tomb and like, that's great. And then they're hanging around the tomb and then these women turn up and they're like, Where's Jesus? And they're like, Oh, well, He's gone on ahead of you to Galilee, just like you promised. And the women are like, oh, and they're like, go and tell Peter and the other disciples. And then the women run away and do it. And they're like, whoa, we are the angels. And so what the Bible says is angels is actually time travelers. Could it be a thing? Um, no, <laughs> but... <laughs> Why not? Well, I mean, my no is, is more based on... Um, Theological reasons than scientific reasons. No, but only... Um, what are your I, theological reasons, though? Well, okay, that angels are actually a thing. Yes. Um, but but the, and... the Greek word for angels is messenger, right? They're messengers. Yeah. They're not angels. And, and if, they're, if they're wearing alfoil suits, they're going to look pretty angelic. Um, yeah... Like, I guess, I mean, if we're assuming, yeah, the, the silver jumpsuit thing. Like, this reminds me of a conversation I was having with some Year 6 kids. We were talking about the evidence for the resurrection. And they were coming up with all kinds of, like, wild conspiracy theories. And I was like, look, I can't, like, empirically disprove every one of your outlandish speculations. <laughs> but show me the evidence for any of them. And I guess that would be my my challenge to the the angels so-called were in fact time travelers <laughs> what do you think are you just like toying with me do you believe that the angels were time travelers no i don't like if i if if i had to write an like a an academic you know piece where i stated my actual thoughts i would say i think they were angels and not time travelers but i want to I've only just thought of that now, but I, that they could be time travels, and I want to hold on to that as a possibility, just just because it would be nice if there were some time travelers in the Bible. Okay, um, I don't th I don't feel like it, it hurts my my theology at all if there are time travelers and whoever wrote the Bible, uh, you know, interpreted them as angels. But in fact, in Mark, I just looked at it. It says that it's a young man dressed in a white robe. So, you know, maybe, you know... Maybe that's just the fashion. Maybe it just, like, cycles back around to togas in the future. Yeah, or they, they're like, we don't exactly know what they wore, but we know they probably wore white robes. So we'll chuck you in a white <laughs> robe. 
<laughs> so the time travelers to fit in just went and got like a shepherd costume from the costume shop, popped <laughs> yeah. that on, went back in time, and they were still glowing a bit from the after effects of the time travel. And so then they were like, ooh, like I remember this part, I'm gonna be the angel. Yeah. Yeah. It was us all along. Yeah. No, I'm not sold. No. <laughs> All right. Well, we can agree to disagree on that then. <laughs> Great. Well, I'm going to disagree with you. We can agree about it or not. But I agree that I disagree. Okay. I think where I would trip up on that is the idea that um, the biblical authors made a mistake. Is there anywhere in... Does Jesus refer to the angel or angels at any point? As in, like, those specific ones? I don't think he refers to those specific ones. But it seems like they've had some kind of communication with Jesus. Or at least mm. they, they know what they've got to say. It could be that... I I always imagine it that, that Jesus is on his way out of the tomb and the angels are there. And they're like, hey, how's it going? And he's like, good. And he's like, hey, listen, can you give give the disciples a message for me and then and then they do so that that but yeah. not that that's how it has to happen that's how i imagine it but i don't think it, jesus ever refers to them like the i don't think the writers of the bible have to get everything right for it to be right for instance like if it, there's this this the idea of the firmament in in genesis and you have the idea that there's, you know, the waters above and waters below and and the earth is flat, um, which we... That's ancient cosmology, not 20th century, 21st century cosmology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were right in what they were trying. Like, they were, they were expressing their ideas in um, pre-scientific terms. And so we look at the science of that and go, eh, that's not actually... Mm -hmm how it works yeah but their point was like the thing that they were trying to say was still a true thing yeah so so couldn't couldn't the time travelers be like they might not understand that they're time travelers but the point they're trying to make that they're messengers from some other place sent by god and god could easily have factored that into his plan that there are going to be these time travelers who turn up at the resurrection of jesus and have just the right thing to say at just the right time. They know what to say because it's already been written in the Bible, and they turn up and realize they're the ones, and the the writers of the Bible interpret that as angels, but really they're time travelers. doesn't mean it's wrong. They've just not understood it. They've understood they, it they from... Just were, they were unsure what kind of messenger it was. Uh-huh. Okay. Um... Well, look, maybe we can cycle back around to this after we've figured out some more of the details about time travel generally. Um, do you have any other examples of your, like, is this the only place in the Bible where you think time travel is a possibility? Or? No, I've actually, I've actually, I think there are actual points in the Bible where there is actual time travel. Okay. Yeah. And let, <laughs> you seem skeptical. But I'm I'm going to show no, you. Well, I well I I know that you have more um, theological training than I do, so maybe that was a unit that I just never got to do. Yeah, that I went to the I did the whole semester on time travel in the Bible. It was it was big. 
I didn't really. So the first one I found is in Joshua chapter 10. And you would know you would know this one. So Joshua is uh, is uh, called into battle to help the Gibeonites. So they're, they're the ones who made a treaty, like tricked the Israelites into a treaty with the Israelites. And so he gets called into battle uh, to help them out. And so as they're there, if um, Joshua prays for the battle, and said, this is from uh, Joshua 10 verse 12, he says, on the day... So on the day the Lord gave the Ammonites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, Sun stand still over Gibeon, and you moon over the valley of Ajalon. Ajalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself on its enemies, as it is written in the book of Jashar. The sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There has never been a day like it before or since, a day when the Lord listened to a human being. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. So that's that's not that's not time travel, but it is time pausing. Yeah, I have many unanswerable questions about that. <laughs> that could be a whole episode of the podcast by itself. There's definitely a malleability um, about that time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like it's... I mean, all my questions are like, okay, the sun couldn't have actually stopped. As in, like, the, the relative positions of the Earth and the sun, <laughs> if they had stopped, if those, like, if the bodies in our solar system had frozen in... Yeah, I don't know. Okay, yeah, malleable. There is... There's, Something very malleable going on yeah. there. I don't, I don't know um, what's going on. I feel like if if that actually happened, it would cause all sorts of problems with the with like the oceans and yeah, um, yeah, like tides and gravity and and all that, stuff. all of that. Um, but, but also, like, if God can create a universe, He can do what He wants. Yeah, He can so. just be like, I'm going to apply those rules of physics a bit differently for this day period. Okay, and if you just take the text as written, God stops time for a bit. Yeah. Or or okay. the other the other option that I thought could actually happen is that it's it's more like he turns everyone on the battlefield into quicksilver. And so they all go very very fast. Oh, that's cool. But they don't realize it. Um that's another option. That at least so doesn't uh destroy the universe which is a definite upside. Um, look, I don't. Okay, I think that's time malleability at best. Okay, not time travel. All right, here you go. Have but you got any? I got an actual time travel. I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. this is time travel. So this is two kings, uh, chapter twenty, verses one to eleven. Uh, let me just find it in my Bible. You're not just going to read the like parallel passage in Chronicles and then say, "Aha, see, it happened twice." No. Time loop. No, that because was... that's just two authors. Rewriting the same stuff. No. All right. Here we go. So this is Hezekiah. Hezekiah gets sick. And uh, and he talks to Isaiah and wants to know if he's going to get better. And so then uh, Isaiah comes to him and says, uh, in verse 9, he says, This is the Lord's sign to you that the Lord will do what he has promised. Uh, that's to make him well. Shall the shadow go forward ten steps? Or shall it go back ten steps? 
And then Hezekiah says, It is a simple matter for the shadow to go forward ten steps. Rather, have it go back ten steps. Then the prophet Isaiah called on the Lord, and the Lord made the shadow go back ten steps. It had gone down on the stairway of Ahaz. So for a shadow to go back ten steps, time has to go backwards. That's time travel. I mean... That's the whole world travelling back in time. I would love to know if the shadow... If it was just like God doing a little visual thing where he just makes the shadows on just that step go back or whether everywhere in the world the shadows bumped back a bit. <laughs> it's, yes. That's... Don't know. Okay. I am not convinced by your case for biblical time travel. But maybe I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I I'm not convinced by. I'm definitely not convinced by the the time travels at Jesus' resurrection. I just thought of that just as we were talking. Okay, great. I think Joshua one is time malleability for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm I want to lock that in. It's time malleability. Okay. And I think yep. the two kings one is probably time travel, I want to say. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that happened... I'm going to say, if we're taking it as it's written in the passage, happened to the whole planet. That's what I reckon. Okay. Here is what I will say. <laughs> I think that all of the examples that you have cited, besides the most nonsense one about <laughs> the time-traveling non-angels, yeah. are examples of God manipulating time. And I agree that God can do... Like, time is God's invention, and God can do with it whatever he pleases. Uh I think that is a separate thing to... Can human beings invent time travel? Yes. As in, can a human being move from one point in history to a different point in history in the past? That's a whole other question. Yes. I think that's true, except that what this might indicate is like because Isaiah and Joshua can both pray and say, God, manipulate time in this way, and then he does it, that there is a possibility that someone could pray and ask God to move them in time to some other point in time. and So the real time machine is prayer. <laughs> yeah. Is that? <laughs> okay, look... God can do anything, so yes. I mean, even without your three very robust examples <laughs> of biblical time travel, I 100% agree that it is completely within God's power to teleport the two of us back to the first century to meet Jesus on earth if he so chose. So time travel is possible in the sense that everything is possible. Um <laughs> No, but it's but not. It's not. It is time, no more possible than that. Time and but time manipulation is not without precedent in the Bible. Sure. <laughs> um, can, can I, I have to mention one more uh, okay. thing of time travel, which is which I don't want to talk about that much, but this is this is the one that um, people on the internet who also believe in like uh, UFOs being Nephilim and stuff bring up as being time mm. travel. So when John witnesses the end of the world in Revelation, some people say that that's time travel where John 
traveled forward in time to see the end of time and then back okay i have multiple problems with that yeah i'm i'm happy to say that that's just a vision rather than he actually did any time well, also why why if you're gonna take that um view why not why focus on revelation why not say all of the visions in the bible are time travel all right. Um, <laughs> okay, they, yeah, I just had to mention it. Have we exhausted yeah. all of your yeah, now, so-called now um, instances of time travel? Okay, look, having said all of that, the question of whether time travel is in fact possible is a bit irrelevant to our discussion anyway, mm. because I don't think, even though these are questions that people probably aren't asking, the few people who are asking them aren't, are probably not asking it as a practical question. <laughs> like, should I go to Bali in the holidays or should I go time traveling? Um, probably both of those are impossible now um, because of COVID. I guess the time travel would be ill-advised because of COVID as well. That because be imagine bad. going back in time and being patient zero in the Middle Ages. and Yeah, but we, we'd all have immunity now though, wouldn't we? No, that's true. Maybe we should send a time traveler back and then we can all have herd immunity. Those of us who haven't been, had our whole ancestry wiped out. Okay, so um, can we put all of that under the heading of maybe, maybe not, God can do what he wants, but also who cares? Because the question is more if time travel exists or if time travel existed, what would be the implications? Right. I think is that. Yeah, yes. I think you're right. Okay. Can I give you a test question, a test case of a possible instance of time meddling? <laughs> and you, cause, so, okay. So I think that in a, like, as, like to answer your actual question, is it an act of devotion or um, a, just a horrible, dangerous nightmare? Um, I think it's like there is something in me that goes, yeah, of course I'd want to go back and see the events of the Gospels in real life. I, I neglect the fact that I don't speak ancient Hebrew, that I probably wouldn't have like immunity to the to diseases and stuff, that there'd be all kinds of stuff that I wouldn't be able to handle. But if I could just go back in a little pod and hover above the earth invisible and watch some stuff... That'd be cool. It's like I went back to I went to Israel a few years ago and went to all the places where Jesus stood, and that was awesome. But to be able to go actually to those places at those times, like that would be awesome. So it is in a sense. There's a you can do it from a place of being devoted and sure. But is it also a bad idea? Well. Let's find out through this test question. Let's say I went back to the first century and tried to convince the religious leaders that Jesus really was the Messiah and that they shouldn't kill him. What would happen? All right, so you've okay, you've learned Aramaic. Yep. And you've got yourself all the the robes and whatever you need. Yep. Yep. And I also have the um a bunch of stuff from our time that i can use to go back and legitimize myself as a person from the future and i use all of that to 
to go and to talk to the religious leaders and be like, no, guys, he's actually the Messiah. So you're using your your um, your bona fides, yeah, yeah, your future. So you bring your iPhone back and be like, look at this, I'm yeah. from the future. Yeah, and so I, I totally, fr- I don't try and go incognito. I just like go in as a man from two thousand years later, almost, and I convince them. I try and convince them that Jesus is the Messiah. What would happen? And I think it depends on what on how time travel if it happens actually works and i think that there are um i mean you've you've looked at youtube videos and tried mm-hmm. to study the science of it and stuff i'm just gonna like give you tv and movie touchstones i did i watched bill and ted on the weekend as well bill and ted's excellent okay. adventure. so i'm not totally un unrecently educated in popular culture time okay. travel as well just you know but tell yes what it tell tell us about your research all right okay so possibility number one time travel works like it works in back to the future when you go back and change the past it alters the timeline and changes the present yes and you you have one one timeline yeah and so if i if i go back with a funny hat and (laughs) like a a jester's cap and i just before pontius Pilate is about to go out to address the crowds i shove it on his head and push him out, and then I come back, um, and then in the New Testament, it says that Pilate was wearing a weird hat for some reason, and he got <laughs> mad and took it off, and then came back out again, and that, that, you know, and I find that my actions are, you know, have added a verse to the Bible, um, or, you know, if I convince the religious leaders that Jesus is the Messiah, and they decide not to kill him, mm. I come back, and the whole account has been radically changed because the events have been radically changed mm. okay ma- okay so let me ask you this question if that's the case i get back to the present the timeline has changed to reflect what i did in the past did jesus never die as a result of that or did his death take place in a different way because god's plan is bigger than my meddling um well g he if you convince them not to kill Jesus for some reason, I think, well, I, th- I think he still dies. Like, he, one, I mean, at very least he dies of old age, um, mm. which uh, I, I think there's, there's some implications there for how the atonement works, which I think we might be getting to in another podcast. But, uh, so there's, there's that, but I, but I think probably the, the nature of, Jesus is that that I think like if you convince them for one day that he wasn't the that he was the Messiah and they shouldn't kill him, they'd still kill him at some point in time because because of who because of how Jesus divided people um because of the way that he, he like they had plenty of evidence that he was the Messiah. It, like a time traveler probably wasn't going to, isn't going to change things. But even if the time traveler did change things for one week, there'd there'd be others who would come along and want to have him killed the next week. Okay. Um, what if then? Uh, and I I'm going to change it to what if someone did this because I don't want to associate myself with this 
course of action. But what if someone went back and just like slaughtered the whole Sanhedrin and all of the the teachers of the law and and everyone, like all the religious leaders, just made a hit list, went back, killed all of them, and there was no one left to kill Jesus. Then what? Would he still die? Well, you'd have you'd have to have a lot of people to kill. I think, like the fact, like he, he, like he upset the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the well, not the Essenes. They they were hanging out somewhere else, I think. But he upset everyone. So you take out the Sanhedrin, and you got to take out more people. Like if he if he manages to, like if more people start following him, then at some point he's gonna upset the Romans. Like when you see what happens later on, like the Romans start persecuting the Christians because of the mm. the threat that they are to um, Roman life. Um, like if Jesus just keeps going on his trajectory, then he's going to keep coming up against human authority, which won't want to submit to him, and so he's still going to get killed. So I think I think it's partly like it's God's plan. But it's also human nature to kill yeah. Jesus. Well, okay. So, and I think partly what I've been doing so far is like sidelining Jesus' autonomy in all of this. Yes. Because if Jesus really is um, God here as a human, then he can deal with a meddling time traveler. But maybe put a pin in that and here are the other time travel possibilities. Because I think we're kind of nudging towards something mm-hmm. that I, I wanted to get into. Okay, so time travel option number two. What if time travel works like Avengers Endgame? You can go back and change the past, but when you come back, it hasn't actually changed anything in the present. Now, I think the only good thing about this vision of time travel is its plot convenience. And I'm sure that's why they did it in Avengers Endgame, because I bet there was a version of the them plotting out the story where the changes in the past impacted the future, and they tried to do it, and they were like, nah, too hard. And so they just changed the rules so that you can do whatever you want, and it doesn't do anything. Because in, in, in Avengers, the idea the idea is that you, you if you change the past, you've got to go back and put it back the way it was. Otherwise, you break the future. No, you don't break the future. You, it's something about branching reality. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that discussion on the roof between Hulk and Tilda Swinton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, but for our purposes, I think the upshot would be: even if I went back in time and it was Avengers Endgame time travel, I used the pin particles and I went back in the silver funnel and convinced the religious leaders not to kill Jesus. When I got back to 2020, no discernible change would have happened. <laughs> that Except I'd have the memory of those conversations. You'd have the memory, of the, and you might have stolen a sword and brought it back with you or something. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so put that one aside, because the real one, the real alternative, I think, to the back to the future question, like whatever you change in the past changes the future, is how much of Lost did you watch? Oh, I, like one season, then I gave up. Okay, um, because eventually, um, spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched this whole great TV show, which, side note, still the best television program of all time, oh, in goodness. my opinion. Even when it was bad, it was still better than anything else on TV. Um, 
Anyway, they did a time travel season. And the the kind of one of the guiding phrases of the way that they pitch time travel is whatever happened, happened. You can't go back and change the past because whatever you do, it's what you always did. So when you go back and you are um, trying to alter the past, you will actually just do like that past has already happened. And when it already happened, you were in it. So you're not going back and creating a new version of the past where you went back and changed things and therefore the past changes. If you go back, then you always went back. And so, um, for example, if I go back and try and convince the religious leaders that Jesus really was the Messiah, I will fail to convince them that Jesus is the Messiah because they, the reality is, as history shows, they didn't believe it. And in fact, it might even be that my attempts at convincing them that Jesus is the Messiah are instrumental in convincing them that Jesus is a fraud. So what, in my attempts to go back and change things will either make no difference or I will accidentally cause the thing that I'm trying to prevent. But either way, history plays out the way that it always did because... If I, in 2020, went back to 30 AD or whatever, then I always did. And the reality that we're experiencing now already includes the fact that I went back in time and meddled with it. So there, there aren't different possible realities. Whatever happened, happened. Yes. That's, that's, the, that's the time-traveling messengers at Jesus' resurrection. They, yeah. they traveled back in time. They found they were the ones who were there. And it wasn't like there ever were angels and they took their place. And then the angel showed up two minutes later and Mary was like, yeah, we know. We already saw. Like, the, there were only ever... The only people there were the time travelers. The, that's, the, that's the time travel that seems to make the most sense to me. I think it, it, I think it might also be like the, the 12 Monkeys one where he goes goes back in time to stop the plague and then discovers that he's the one that does it Mm. yeah that that i think makes the most intuitive sense but it is also i guess the scariest one in a sense because it feels very fatalistic it feels like it robs us potentially of any capacity to change anything because if we can't even alter things by going back in time and changing them does that mean like what does that say about our lives here and now is everything just on rails yeah which from a you know a purely materialist standpoint like from an evolutionary biology standpoint like the answer is yes it is and everything else is just pretending like i read this quote from stephen hawking recently and he's like look if we are just accidental biological machines then what we call our choices are just whatever we were like always going like they are just the natural outworking of our biochemistry and so what we call free will is just what we were always going to inevitably do as a result of our genetic programming Mm -hmm. so that's sad (laughs) yeah and 
<laughs> well, that's all for today, folks. No, I'm, I, I have, like, and I think, you know, so that's, uh, like, one of the many, many brilliant things about um, being a follower of Jesus is, like, realizing, you no, know, actually, there's more to it than that. But then you run into the question of predestination. Like, is it all rigged because God's rigged it all? Which, in a way, is even scarier than is it all rigged because it's an accident yeah like definitely we're, we're now we are definitely in predestination land now which <laughs> to some degree it's scarier i guess if if god is a tyrant but if god is a if god loves us then then i i think i would prefer to be be in his hands than than my own that is a true thing. I actually have a secret fourth um, time travel option for you. Oh, please. Um, do you want to hear it now or should we wrap it for today and should we come back and do it part two? Oh, yeah, like the cliffhanger. Tune in next week for the secret time travel. Yeah, you want to? I would love to. I would love to. Okay. Wow. Do you, do you know what this means, Tom? It means... This is going to lead to a third episode of the podcast. So this will be at least triple the success of any of our previous failed podcast pilots. Or triple the failure. It'll be, whatever it is, it'll be triple it. All right. Well, if we're, if we're coming back next week, uh, then let me ask you this question, Chris. Uh, before yes, we go, Tom. where can people find more of your stuff while they wait for your secret time travel business for next week. Um, okay. They can go to www.chrismorphew.com and they will find um, my new book, Best News Ever, and information about that. Best News Ever is a 100-day guide to the Gospel of Mark, um, which I have just learned may or may not include time travelers, but I... Um, come down pretty hard on the side of um, the angels just being angels, but that's just me. I'm I'm going to work on you for the second edition. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see. Um, they can also find my fictional series, The Phoenix Files, which um, if you want to do a quick read of those in the next week, that might actually let you in on my fourth iteration of time travel rules. Um, so there you go. There's some homework for you. Um, also I've got a YouTube channel and stuff. Just look up my name, Chris Morphew. That's me. Tom, where can they find you and yours? And by yours, I mean your wares. Well, they can go to tomfrench.com.au and they can buy my book, uh, Weird, Crude, Funny and Nude, The Bible Exposed, or Talks That Don't Suck, How to Write and Give Bible Talks to Teenagers. Uh, one of which has more weird Bible stuff in it than the other. Um, and if they want my other talks that I've given or videos that I've made, you can find it all there. Or you can find me on like YouTube under, I think you go to youtube.com slash twfrench and, and you'll find my videos there. Um, yeah, that's, that's my stuff. I don't have time travel in any of my books, so don't bother reading them in the next week. And this has been Questions You're Not Asking... And we will see you next week for part two.